Welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And on this podcast, we really talk about different ways to drive positive generational change. And we look through the different lenses of faith, finances, health, marriage, and mindset. And actually, I've kind of added, if you're on my podcast directory, I've added parenting as a topic because we've had some parenting experts on and they just come in and they just breathe all of their wisdom and goodness all over this podcast for you guys and for me. Good Lord. Um, I'm like getting coached (laughs) during the whole thing. So really, it's those six main topics that we look at to figure out like where, where are we strong in and where are we weak in and where... Where do we really need to pivot and really focus to be able to drive some generational change that we really want and desire for our family? So um, today's episode is actually going to be under the pillar of faith, and it kind of stems from a conversation that I just had, and somebody was talking to me about my business and, uh, you know, whatever else, and they were asking me, you know, how has your faith impacted your business? Like where, how is that interwoven or, you know, did it have an impact on you with how you started? Does it impact the decisions that you make in your business? Does it impact kind of the success that you have in your business? Like, what does that look like? And so I just wanted to, we ended up having a really good conversation. And so I just, I thought that it would be a really good conversation to bring to this podcast because I don't know, I think it'll just help you kind of know my heart a little bit more, but also just, you know, there's a a subliminal message, I guess, of, um, you know, just allowing your faith and your relationship with Jesus for me to really guide the decisions that I am and to kind of let go of that control and what that looks like. And for me, specifically, I'm going to talk about my business, um, kind of, there's some family stuff wrapped in to this episode today, but mainly my business and how faith is kind of inner, my faith is interwoven within that. But um, this could be with literally anything in life, right? Your family, your marriage, your all the stuff that we talk about, your finances, you know, your mindset, your health, like all of this stuff. If you are a person who... Um, you know, follows Jesus, believes in Jesus, whatever, then that really should be your primary kind of identity. And then everything in life should really be viewed through that biblical lens. And so let's kind of hop into these three different things that I was kind of asked. So it was, how did your faith kind of impact the beginning of your business and how does it impact your decisions as you are a business owner, just ongoing? And then ultimately, how does it impact your success as a business owner? So to start, if you guys don't know, (laughs) I was, um, I was in a job that I hated. I was a special education teacher and I didn't necessarily hate like teaching. I love to teach and here I am still teaching. I just did not love the paperwork and the bureaucracy and the just negativity. Let's just be real. Okay. So I did not love that. I did not. I was up at one morning. I remember uh, writing an IEP at like 5 a.m. And I should have been writing an IEP, but instead I turned on uh, The Purpose Show, which is Ali Casaza's podcast. And actually, she has been on this podcast. Anyways. 
And she was just talking about her life in the day to day. And she was talking about how, you know, she went from being totally broke at a food bank to like she makes now well over seven figures a year. So, um, you know, she's just talking about what her day looks like of content creation and, um, you know, her whiteboards of gold planning and sitting down and having coffee with her husband and talking through different strategies and business and marketing and all of these things. And like, whatever it was called an awakening. I don't know, whatever the heck you want to say. I mean, I was like, okay, if she can do this, I can do this. Like I'm a smart chick. I can figure this out. And so, um, you know, just her obedience to her calling just in general led to that really transformational moment in my life. And so when I sat there thinking like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. (laughs) And I'm going to quit my job and I am going to um, pursue this business. I'm like, but what the heck am I going to do? What the heck am I going to talk about? And I really just knew the part of my job as a special education teacher that I loved, like the absolute, my favorite part was closing the gap, closing the gap between the kids that I had who had some kind of, you know, learning disability, mental Um, you know, deficit, whatever, it doesn't really freaking matter. But I love to figure out a way to close the gap between them and their typical, quote unquote, typical peers, like neurotypical peers. Okay. And so what could I possibly do to close that gap so that they had more choices? They had, you know, whatever. And so I just sat there in that moment And I just had this like divine download. I don't even know how else to explain it, where it just came to me to, and it just said, you are going to help women break generational chains by teaching them how to close the gap because they did not or do not have a role model or a mentor in, you know, X area of their life. And I'm like, okay, so this is where legacy came from. This is where this generational change you know, narrative that I keep talking about came from. And I mean, that like sentence (laughs) in and of itself was a little intimidating because I mean, I don't have all the answers, but I just, I knew it didn't matter. Like I knew that I had certain expertise, especially in finances. Good Lord, if you've listened to this, this podcast at all, or follow me on social media, you know, finances are my powerhouse, but it didn't matter because in a podcast, you could bring experts on, right? <laughs> they could bring the content. They could help. They could, uh, you know, share their expertise and help close the gap. So it wasn't that I specifically, Stephanie Sims, you know, from Ohio, was going to close the gap for all of these different women who, you know, were lacking some sort of support. Whether or not their parents were very involved, our parents can't freaking do everything in our life, right? They can't teach us how to do all the things perfectly. So even if we had amazing parents that taught us you know, amazing things about our faith and about our finances and about whatever. They may have dropped the ball on health, whatever. They're still great parents, but that doesn't mean that we don't need education in that area. So I realized that I needed and wanted to create this platform where women and mothers could come in and just be and just be a safe place to be like, hey, I struggle in this area. So what are some like practical tips or have experts come in and just breathe life into that area and give them some ideas to just become, like I say all the time, 1% better every single day, whether it is in your health, your marriage, your mindset, your faith, your finances, parenting, it doesn't really matter. Just what can I do to encourage 
this generation of women and mothers to become just 1% better. And not just so that we can teach our kids, but because I truly and genuinely believe that if we can do the work on ourselves and heal ourselves and kind of lean into the things that we need to work on, that once we do that work, that is going to ultimately overflow into our children and they are going to benefit from that. That is how we create this generational change and this legacy we want to leave. And so my faith, um, you know, impacted how this business even started. Number one, because it was in within prayer, like me sitting there at 5 a.m. like, okay, what to do. I mean, I was like a blank slate until literally I just got this like really heavy, good, but heavy burden to just close this gap on these different topics for women um, that would, you know, even have two seconds to listen to <laughs> listen to what the heck I had to say. Um, and then, you know, it was funny because as we kind of go into how this impacts decisions, how my faith and walking with Jesus really just impacts my decisions within my business. I had all kinds of plans, you guys, all kinds of plans. Once once I like had that, I don't even know, like I keep calling it a divine download. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. I genuinely feel like that was God that put it on my heart because I know that happens when um, I literally am like, not thinking about anything or I can't think about anything clearly. And then all of a sudden something comes super clear to me like that to me is the Holy Spirit. So um, anyways, I had all kinds of plans once I got that initial like vision of what I wanted this business to be and the topics that I wanted to be about. Um, And so I actually had a um, plan to start my podcast. um, When was it? October? October of 2019. And wouldn't you know that in October of 2019, after I'd been working for about seven or eight months to get all the tech going and like all the, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to, um, what am I going to talk about? What are my topics going to be? All these different things. I had like everything planned out, everything planned out. And we got a call. And um, we got a call from a social worker and said, hey, we have a uh, two-year-old little boy. Would you guys be willing and open to foster him? And so I'm like, okay, (laughs) sure. You know, that's fine. We were foster parents. We didn't have a placement at the time. But I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready to start this business, but that's fine. Like people trump my business, (laughs) you know. And, um, and so I'm like, okay, it's fine. Yes. We took that placement on. Well, they called me back about 30 minutes later. Hey, um, so he actually also has a two week old little brother. We can't find a home for like, would you be willing to take him also? Uh, we had never taken two kids before. So that was a little bit of a stretch and I could like see my business launch date. (laughs) Like, right on the horizon. I've been working so hard for this, you know, like I'm ready to just like run. And if you know my personality at all, like I'm a three on the Enneagram, I'm like super impulsive. I really want to just like do things. I'm like a go-getter, you know? So I'm like, I see this date where I want to launch my podcast and I'm not ready for it. And now I'm like considering taking, you know, not breaking up a sibling group, knowing that that might is going to for sure have implications, especially with a newborn. And he was actually withdrawing. So that was a whole thing. But I said yes. Um, We said yes. 
to having both of them, which I was a little freaked out, whatever. Um, and so they call me back. Not kidding you guys. 30 minutes later. Hey, <laughs> again, we have their two-year-old little sister um, in the car. We're just driving around and we don't have anywhere to go with her. Would you guys be open to taking her also? <laughs> And at this point, I'm like laughing because I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? This is nuts. Like I already had four little babies. Like I had um, a six month or maybe an 18 month old. Uh, Somewhere along that was my youngest and my oldest was six or maybe just turned seven. And um, we said yes to her also. And so we went from a family of six to a family of nine, literally overnight. And I had six kids under five years old plus my six-year-old, okay? And the baby was only two weeks old and was withdrawing. So um, I obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but I just put my podcast and my whole business on hold because there was nothing as important as loving on these children that came into my home. And could we have said no? Yes. Could I have been like, oh, man, my goals matter too. <laughs> like I, let me at least get this off the ground. You know, we'll say no to this family, but I'm sure someone else will take them. And, um, you know, we'll just, we'll just, I don't know, say yes to a placement later down the road. Yes, we could have done that. But for me, like I just knew that I was like making all these plans for my business. I was working hard. I was doing all these things and I could see the like starting point where I was actually going to get to release this work out into the world. And then I just felt like those phone calls, again, were just from God. Like, listen, (laughs) I want you to do this. And there are so many women who are going to be impacted by this. But like, I need you also like here with me and present in this moment. Um, And I need you to keep me the focus and not the success of your business or just getting your voice out there, you know. And so, so I put it off. And let me just tell you guys, six kids under you know, five years old plus a six-year-old, like I did nothing with my life. I don't even think I showered like two weeks at a time. Like it it was craziness and we had them for two months. Um, And so it was just, I couldn't, I didn't do it. I mean, I literally took care of those kids from sunup to sundown. And that was the only thing that I could think about. That's That's it. And actually I was so exhausted, especially because the two-week-old was uh, withdrawing. And so he was, Oh, so sweet, so cute. But man, he really struggled and did not sleep. And so I remember uh, when we had them, there was a woman's Bible study going on at my church. And I honestly, just totally honest, you guys, just brought them every single week so that I could put them in child care (laughs) for two hours. And the study that we were doing was a study on Jonah from Priscilla Schreier, which she is like my absolute favorite girl. Oh my goodness. Like all of her Bible studies, I absolutely love the armor of God study. If you have not done that, like go run and get that from wherever you can and watch the videos and do that study. My most favorite study ever. Anyways. Um, so I would basically get there <laughs> hauling all seven children and I would unload them. I would get them in childcare and I would just like die in the seat uh, at Bible study. And I don't know, honestly, I think it was like maybe a six week study. I don't know that I took anything away from that study. I was so fried mentally that I was like, I literally came in and sat down and just like stared at the TV. I don't feel like I took notes like I normally did. It was just this like 
I don't even know. Like I just needed a place to just be without a baby on me. Um, But I remember during that time or like a little bit before that time, I guess when I was really working on my business, I was very much like trying to plan out everything in my business. I really wanted to plan out 52 weeks of content and not like to a T, but I wanted to say like, okay, we're going to rotate between these five topics every week. And so what is this topic going to be this week? So I literally, you guys had a spread. I say literally way too much. I'm sorry. Some of you guys hate that. I know. Um, But I had a spreadsheet of 52 weeks and all the topics and the themes. And, you know, I was just like going through all of this stuff to create a year long plan before we had these kids. And anyways, um, as Priscilla was talking in one of these Bible studies that I like blacked out on (laughs) for 99% of the Dagon study, I couldn't tell you one single thing from it, except there was one point when I was um, like exceptionally exhausted, uh, where I was almost at my breaking point and almost about to disrupt the placement actually, because I did not think that I could keep going with the demand um, that I had on me. And with my business, I was like, just like wanted so badly to be back in that place where I was like in control (laughs) of everything going on in my life. And I wanted so badly to like have my time back and to be able to shower and, you know, whatever. Like I just longed for that time that I could work on my business and teach just like I am right now, where I had the energy to do so. Anyways, So I remember sitting there in Bible study one day and I remember thinking like, man, I like still need to launch my podcast. I need to finish this like year long plan. I have all these things. And I started to get like a lot of anxiety about it because I really wanted to start, but I didn't know how long I was going to have these kids. And if these kids, which we thought was going to be a short term placement at the beginning, turned into possibly being very long term. Ultimately, they were only here for seven weeks. Foster care can change in a freaking dime. But it was right when I had found out, like, they could be here for the long haul, like years, okay, stuff. And so then I'm like, all right, well, then I need to, like, figure out a way to do this and love on them and be their family while also creating this podcast and and doing this, right? And so the one thing, you guys, that I heard on this Bible study, for whatever reason, my brain, again, God thing, totally, but for whatever reason, my brain like clicked into what Priscilla Schreier was preaching in that very moment when I was stressing about my business and the kids and just my mind was going a million miles an hour. And she read from Jonah 3, 1 to 2. And it said, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give to you. Now, if you don't know the, the story of Jonah, it's the story with the fish, right? Um, that's what that's what the key thing. If you you know you grew up in children's church or whatever, but basically God is asking Jonah to you know do something for him, and Jonah's like, nope, <laughs> runs in the opposite direction, literally and figuratively, um, until God basically gets his attention and whatever, and then ultimately you know Jonah is asked again, which is what this verse is saying, to go to Nineveh, where he did not want to go. Um, And basically what God says is, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give to you. Now, if you like just are listening to that in passing or whatever, and I can't even believe that with my like brain at the way that it was at that point in time, even picked this up, I was like, how interesting. (laughs) 
God did not say, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message that I gave you to give to them or, you know, whatever, or the message I had given you. It said, go to this great city and proclaim to it the message I give to you, meaning I haven't given it to you yet. (laughs) You have no idea what you're about to proclaim to them. You have no idea the message you are about to tell them. And, you know, basically Jonah was on a need to know basis. Like you take the steps and then I'm going to let you know what you're going to (laughs) say. That is, that is our deal. There is no like, I'm not preparing you for this. I need you to just be obedient and go. And then I will give you the message that you're going to give these people. So to me, who knows if this is what, you know, this verse is even about or whatever. But this was, again, reminding you, I was in this midst of like creating this 52-week plan of what to share with you guys. And to me, I was so freeing that verse And in that moment, and I swear that like God was speaking to me in that moment in my like just just dark, exhausted time to say, listen, I just I don't need you to freaking make a 52 week plan. (laughs) Like I don't need you to go through and have this perfect cyclical like we're going to talk about faith and finances and marriage and mindset, then health and then faith and then finances and marriage and whatever and have all this like orderly stuff like just as Jonah was on this need to know basis, like this, you're on a need to know basis. (laughs) I just need you to be obedient in the day to day. Love on these babies. Maybe take 20 minutes to like, you know, do a podcast episode or whatever. But that is when I learned that, you know, this business was (laughs) not mine. Um, This business, I mean, it is mine, but it's not mine. And this business was something where, you know, I really was partnered with God. And I was on a need to know basis in my own freaking business. And it's really become like obvious because if you've listened to the beginning of this podcast, you know, I'm very much like cyclical. (laughs) This like every week is something different because I think order is good, right? Like there was some order to the whatever. And it was always very interesting because sometimes I would have like a flow of ideas and I'm like, oh, I got the next four weeks planned out. And then sometimes I would literally have like nothing in my brain and I would just be sitting there like, I don't know what the heck I'm going to talk about. And then I would just like say a prayer, get really quiet, turn on some worship music, whatever. And immediately it was like, I know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) I could write like a 14 page paper on an episode, right? And so to me, that was like showing me that not only was I on a need to know basis, but that he was taking care of me week after week after week. Like it didn't matter if my like flesh could not come up with the, you know, ideas or whatever. And oftentimes you guys, there's a episode, it's called, uh, why boundaries hurt like hell. Sometimes I probably the darkest part in my darkest moment in my adult life. Um, I was going to skip an episode for the first time ever because there was some really intense family stuff going on. Um, I think I had my first panic attack ever, uh, ever. (laughs) I don't struggle with anxiety or anything like that. Full on panic attack, um, lots of crap going on. And I sat down at my microphone that night. It was a Sunday night. I release an episode every Monday morning. And I remember, first of all, I remember thinking, I'm not freaking recording. I've been 
hysterically crying for like a week straight. Um, and I, an episode was kind of quote unquote due. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I don't have the energy. I have nothing to say. I'm just, I'm just exhausted. And I, you know, people may leave and whatever if I'm not consistent, but like I cannot. And then I just had this again, sense of like, just go turn your mic on. <laughs> just go turn your mic on stuff. And I'm like, the heck am I going to talk about? I, I'm so drained. Um, and so I did because I had had this experience multiple times of not having anything, like literally have already poured out all of my emotions or uh, just energy or whatever it might be on my like day-to-day life. And then I just get this like nudge from the Holy Spirit to just like do the next step that I like feel called to do. And so what that looked like, I literally came down into my basement and I turned my mic on and I just sat here staring at my computer like, I don't know what the heck I'm going to talk about. And then all of a sudden, this whole episode on boundaries and um, this everything that I had just went through this past week and oh my goodness, you guys, it was my most downloaded episode, I think, of like all time. Um, that, uh, that very episode when I sat down and turned my mic on when I had nothing to give. Um, because when I did not have anything to give, right, that's when God stepped in and spoke, I feel like, through me. Um, I don't even really remember sitting down and recording that episode. I do. But I was hysterical. I mean, I like literally was crying during that episode. Um, it was very emotional for me. It was very raw. It was very real. It was very unedited. But it was something that spoke to so many people. And I had such great outreach afterwards that it just was so humbling, right? Like, and, and this is kind of the point <laughs> as I'm rambling. Y'all know I'm long-winded. But, um, you know, this is kind of the point, you guys, is that we try so hard to be in control. And that's good. Like I genuinely believe that the God I serve, he's a God of order. Like if you read the beginning of Genesis, you know, he made this and then he made this and then then he made this, then he this, then this, then this, then this. And it all makes sense, right? Like it's very orderly. It's not chaos. It is, I mean, think of even like the human body. It is very orderly. Our bodies are not chaotic. They work in a system. <laughs> now, Obviously, nothing's perfect. There is sin in this world, and we live in a fallen world, and things are broken. But point being is that order is good, you know? Like, it's okay to plan, and it's okay to, um, you know, even the 52-week thing that I was trying to do. Like, there's nothing bad about that in and of itself. However, sometimes we hold on so tightly with such a tight grip to wanting to be in control of everything that we forget, we forget that when we are at our weakness, that is really when God can can be strong. And I remember, I think it was my mom telling me a story about this um, this person missionary. I don't even know what it was, but it was somebody from like Africa or Ukraine or somewhere, and they came to the U.S. And so typically you hear people from like the U.S. or whatever going to Mexico or going to, you know, Africa or going to whatever and being a missionary in these third world countries, except there was a um, person of faith who came into the U.S. from a third world country and they were just looking around and they were like, I would never, I would never want to live here. 
in the U.S. And it really shocked people. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Look at all this stuff we have, you know? Um, and and it, actually, it might have been Uganda now that I'm thinking of it. Anyways, um, and, and they were like, yeah, but like, do you, I don't even, like, do you even need God here? Like, there's, you want for nothing, you know? Like, when I don't know or my people don't know where, the last or where their next meal is going to come from or where, you know, this healing is going to come from or, you know, all of these things. He's, she's like, we're so dependent on God for our just next breath, let alone next meal, next healing, next, you know, drink of clean water. Like there is just such this dependence on God that like our faith we don't have a ton of the material stuff you guys have here. Yeah, this is all amazing, but like our faith is so strong. And I it scare it would scare me to move here because I don't know that I would need God here because all of my basic needs would be met all the time and then some. And so it's interesting when we try to plan and have control and have whatever over, I mean, again, our faith, our finances, our marriages, our children, our, you know, fertility journeys, our um, mental (laughs) health, our uh, friendships, our relationships with our family, our businesses, you know, our education, gosh, our careers, like literally anything. And if we're being honest, I feel like we try to set ourselves up where we are the strongest which is good. Again, like, you know, like we all have strengths and weaknesses and they are given to us by God. We are created in his image. Like we are all wonderfully made and that, and we are all different and unique. And so yes, stand in your strengths, right? Like (laughs) do that. But at the same time, we can't be afraid to also be weak and vulnerable and whatever else. And I think that, um, you know, if you've ever gotten to this place where you've hit rock bottom, if you've ever gotten to this place where you're like, you know, where I've been a couple different times where I'm just like so beyond exhausted, um, you know, emotionally, uh, physically, mentally, or whatever due to whatever circumstance, those are the times that my faith is the strongest. Because I am like on my freaking knees because I don't know that I can even go one more, like take another freaking breath. And so I think it was really beautiful looking back how, you know, God put this vision of this podcast and this business and helping women and closing this gap on my heart. And I was like working really hard towards it and really trying to do the thing. And then bam, like he laid three little babies in my lap, basically. And said, okay, I need you to focus on this now. And it almost broke me because of the need (laughs) that they needed from me. Um, And it just created such dependency on him. And I don't think it was a test by any means. I don't think that that's, that's from God. But I do think it was like a, I need you to keep your eyes on me. And I need you not to get so consumed in this business or download numbers or, you know, being perfect with things or whatever, because the truth is you ain't got all the freaking answers. (laughs) You don't know how to close the gap for all these people who are going to be like turning in, you know, heck out there all literally people from 50 different countries are tuning in. I don't know, cultural, you know, ramifications or 
cultural differences that we may, you know, experience or whatever. It doesn't really freaking matter. Basically, I feel like God was saying, listen, you can't be bolting out of this gate like a daggone racehorse acting like you know everything because you don't. (laughs) So get off your 52 week plan and just listen, you are on a need to know basis for your business. And it's interesting if you see, if you followed my business from the beginning, because again, I had this very cyclical Uh, idea of what this would look like. And then it's really started to uh, funnel into finances. And I realized that's really where my kind of my love and my passion is for women is helping them deal with finances. And I had no idea that that was (laughs) we we were going to like double down on finances. And that's kind of where my business would lead. That's where my first courses were going to come from. Like if you would have asked me that, I would have I'd had no idea. Right. And so anyways, so the last kind of question that this conversation ended up turning on to was how has my faith impacted the success of my business? Because, um, you know, I mean, there's measures of success in podcasting and a lot of it has to do with numbers and, and downloads and people and that kind of portrays impact to some extent, right? Like if zero people log in to listen to me every single week, that's zero impact I'm having. But if it's thousands and that's thousands of lives that I could potentially be impacting, right? And so what success numbers do I go by? What do I feel like success looks like for me? And so I can't lie to say that when I began, I was like obsessively checking my download numbers. Like, are people still listening? Like, am I even, which is good because it's also like, what are people interested in? Where do downloads drop? Where, you know, there's, there's, there is a logistical side of business and an analytical side. However, I realized really quickly that the women that I followed in the podcasting space had like millions of downloads within like six months to a year. (laughs) That was not me, you guys. Okay. Um, And so I had great download numbers, great listenership, all these things. But when I started, I kept comparing it to other people. I think that's natural. I mean, whatever. Um, And so there was always this discontentment in my heart, I feel like. And it wasn't necessarily this greedy thing, although it probably was. It was, it was, I really just wanted to like hit big numbers. I wanted to have big impact. I really believed in the message that I had. And so I wanted this to reach a ton of people. And, and I always have this idea of like, if they can do it, I can do it. And so the fact that they were able to hit that, I should be able to hit that, you know, whatever don't don't even mind the fact that they had a business for 10 years before they started their podcast so they already had like this huge following <laughs> for 10 years and then of course their podcast took off because they went from blogging with a huge follower count to podcasting where I started from zero and zero so anyways enough of that but I started to realize that as I got those foster babies ended up going home and reunifying as a beautiful thing. And then we got another one and then we, that one went reunified and we got another one. That one ended up in a different situation or whatever. Um, in some days and weeks, I was able to give like a hundred percent and run with my business because we didn't have foster children. My kids were doing well, whatever. And then the next week we got a placement and everything was all crazy and you know, whatever my kids got sick or whatever it was. Right. And I would almost have this underlying anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I need to get like all this up with my business and whatever, all these things. But then I realized this because I questioned myself so much and I thought maybe this is not my season to start a business. I have four little babies. We're foster parents. Like, what am I doing? You know, what the heck am I doing? And 
again, I realized, you know what? God put this vision and this calling and this desire on my heart and this exact season that I'm in. He didn't give me this when my kids were all teenagers and independent. He didn't give me this like desire and just purpose in my heart for you guys when my kids were grown and out of the house or all in high school. He gave it to me when I had four very young babies and then plopped three more into my world. That is the season that he stirred up this desire in my heart. And so how not okay would it be for me to be like, no, wrong timing, dude. (laughs) I got too much going on, right? Um, Also, though, wrong for me to think like I could just, well, probably not wrong, but for me it would have been to just like say no to all these placements with foster care and run 100 miles in my business and, you know, put my kids in daycare full time so that I could run with this business. To me, that wasn't right either. And so it was this like delicate balance of, okay, stewarding my time, my business, my calling to be a mother, a foster parent, a wife, a friend, a sister, a daughter, podcaster, whatever. How do I steward all these roles well? And the truth is I don't, I'll just say that. But the truth was, is that I learned that whoever I was in front of as a sleep deprived mother of four or seven or whatever, and the message that I was coming up with in that season of my life, whoever was putting, you know, their headphones in that morning and listening to me needed to hear from another mother, either in the season they were in, the season they were going to be in, or the season they just got out of. They needed to hear my perspective of the season that I was in. And so the success in my business stopped from, you know, stopped being what are my download numbers? Are they increasing every week? Are they increasing every month? Like, are there new people listening? Is it, you know, whatever. It stopped being that. And it really started to just focus on the one person that could possibly be hearing this and needing this message today. And that was it. Like, and I'm not even trying to be, I don't even know what the word is. Whatever. I don't, I mean, I check my stats for my podcast probably like once every two weeks just to check in and make sure everything is still live and working. (laughs) But like, I don't obsess over the numbers. And yes, I will celebrate certain milestones. We're actually getting ready to hit 25,000 downloads. And so that's a big number. That's amazing. And, And that should be celebrated, you know? But it's not this obsessive like, oh my gosh, who's listening? Is there, you know, it's like this comparative with other podcasters or whatever. So um, it is truly about the one person, even if let's say 100 of you guys listen to this episode and 99 of you guys are like, eh, whatever, (laughs) Uh, didn't really hit home for me or whatever. Or some of you guys aren't even still listening, like you guys have turned it off. But for the one person who is still here, still listening, still maybe at a rock bottom like I was and are just on their knees and are finding just freedom in this need to know basis where your expectations are not to know what's going to happen tomorrow or next month or a year from now. It is just to show up the best you can every single day. And sometimes that makes, that looks like a shell of ourselves, right? 
And sometimes it looks like we are freaking super mom and we are, you know, killing it on every single edge, edge angle. Um, so for those of you who need to hear that it's okay to let go of the grip of control over your life because we have a good, good father who is already 15, 20, 100 steps ahead. And he loves us more than we could ever fathom. And for the women out there like me who are very like (laughs) success oriented and just want to be the best possible version of themselves to just know that like you already are, you know, like as long as you are showing up every single day, just doing the best that you can. I have a whole episode, you guys, it's called Excellence Versus Perfection. And perfection is aiming to be the best you've ever been every single day, where excellence is aiming to be the best you can be given the circumstances of your day. So there's a difference there, right? And so so many of us aim for perfection and we are let down when we do not hit it. But excellence is different. Excellence is actually attainable. And so if we are at rock bottom, but we are still you know, doing what we need to do and what we are capable of doing, we are still living in excellence, you guys. We are still living in excellence. So, all right, I'm going to wrap this up. I have didn't really have a ton of notes on this one, so <laughs> you're welcome for the rambling. But uh, quick pregnancy update, because I've been doing that after every single show. We are now 34 and a half weeks. Baby is doing good. Um, We're hoping to make it to July. So July 9th will be an eviction date. So I'm hoping to go into labor on my own before then. We will see. But guys, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Weather is starting to get hot. We moved this weekend. Craziness going on in the Sims household. But you can keep up to date with all of that on social media at Legacy Through Motherhood. And I look forward to walking with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace. 